Hi everyone, welcome to the Hybrid Hangout podcast. In today's episode, we'll be having a post-match chat on our latest Champions League game, which was of course against Juventus. So let's start off with a little summary. So an early save was required by Zinsberger, but overall I think we started really well. Catley came really quite close shortly after Blackstenius got the ball over the line, but that was sadly offside. Um, our play finally rewarded with a classic Meadmar goal. She's back, baby. Um, a pass from Leah Williamson actually unlocked Black Stenius, and then that allowed her to cross into Meadmar, who only needed the one touch to score the goal. We then continued to look quite dominant up until half time, and Rafa Souza came on in the second half and she replaced Leah Williamson. We are told by Leah in her post-match press interviews and things that it was agreed that she'd be coming off at the hour mark. It wasn't anything to do with anything that happened in the game. And I saw some people a bit concerned that she had an ice pack kind of in her sock. Um, As far as we're aware, that is just part of injury prevention and kind of like protecting players after a game, especially when you're coming back from injury and building your minutes. Um, in the second half, Juve definitely improved, um, and especially the way they were holding their line, I think, led to quite a few offsides, which was, of course, frustrating. But overall, once again, Miedemar with the one goal to the rescue. We are now top of our group and have really solidified our place there. This is all ahead of our game against Leon, which is on December the 15th. Leon, of course, just registered their 100th Champions League win. However, we did beat them last time, and I think we can all feel maybe slightly hopeful. So I watched some of the game, of Leon's game, and they played against Zurich, who, of course, we would expect Leon to win, given their prowess. But there was definitely some opportunities for Zurich, so I think that leaves hope as well. I know that literally everyone talks about Leah Williamson, but I don't think that her what she brings to the team can really ever be overstated. The goal that Miedemar scored was, of course, kind of built up by Leah, and it's really obvious that she brings a whole new dimension to the game when she's on the pitch. Something else I've noticed is that obviously we don't know what goes on behind the scenes and like in players' private lives, which is of course how it should be. We should only ever know what they want to share. But just purely going on vibe, which could literally mean nothing. Um, When I was listening to Williamson's interviews since her injury and like she had some kind of break alongside that, which she spoke about herself... And especially the Rachel Yankee interview, um, which was talking about like the 200 appearances, I really was getting kind of Leah before the Euros vibes. Obviously, she's been amazing. She's so well-spoken and it's been great to see her on this whole new platform, which she absolutely deserves. But I I got a sense of her old self back in the interviews. Uh, So I think that's really nice to see. And I think that can only help her game time. One of the players that I was super, super impressed with, though, and I don't feel like she's getting enough credit for the game, is Veen Reuter. She had an immense game. She literally kept um, Lyneth Bressensen in her back pocket, which is not 
an easy task whatsoever. She was, of course, the player who scored the goal in the last meetup between Juve and Arsenal. Her speed, I think I spoke about, is really impressive. And Rima Marita really kept her quiet for the whole game, to the extent that I think in the last about 20 minutes or so, she appeared to move to the opposite side of the pl- flank. So clearly, they decided that Rima Marita was such a threat that that, that was like needed. And I think this is really important, especially because she's not been, you know, starting every game and things like that. So for her to come out the blocks and produce that, I think is really incredible and kind of speaks to the Arsenal setup at the minute. I also thought it was really funny that she gave Lyneth an Arsenal training top, which I do believe she's kept hold of because I didn't see her like put it down after that or anything. I've seen some people talk about Caitlin Ford and the fact that she's not scored goals and I know that there was recently a report out, it was like data-based, and on average Caitlin Ford takes about 10 shots to get a goal. Bearing in mind this is like in the top, this data was taken from the top five European leagues and there's some very big name players in all of the, the ranks, I'll probably post it on my Twitter so people can, like, see what I'm on about, but obviously that stat isn't great, but her main role isn't necessarily to score goals, obviously she should be, but I think that's from fatigue, because she has been starting games, most of the games, and playing the full 90, and I think that's where this sharpness is kind of lacking a little bit, and in some places, because she's getting in the same places that we would want her to be in, that we know she gets herself in, and that's really one of the most important parts of her game, but then the execution's a bit limited, so I don't think this is something necessarily to worry about, I think it's just the fact that we've had so many injuries, and we don't have a super in-depth squad to call up on, I think it's probably a little bit of fatigue, and hopefully like a little bit of a break will be coming soon, and then I think she'll be back. After the game, Jonas said that we're more comfortable in our positions in build-up, but we're not the finished product. I kind of agree with him. I definitely think the spacing has become a lot more consistent, which helps us build up our play. But there's definitely moments, especially in the final execution, like the fact that we do now seem to be scoring the one goal, and then we're dominant, we're dominant, we're dominant, and then despite all of that all game we then have to defend in the final few minutes, like, my heart was in my mouth when Juve got that free kick in the closing minutes, but, you know, our defence stayed really solid, they kept it all together, so it wasn't as big of a deal as, obviously, it could have been, but it's also quite easy not to be in, have to be in that do-or-die position at the end of a game if you've already scored from your other chances, In other news that I think might be of interest to people, if anyone's on Twitter, if you look up the Red and White AWFC, it's recently been set up and it's a fan group dedicated to improving atmosphere at home and away games for the women's team. Um, It is starting out, so at the minute they're mainly sharing songs, but they've got a competition going at the minute where you can win things. Um, And they're also looking in the future, especially at the Emirates, to kind of have specific segments where they're going to stand to, you know, really get the songs going and things. 
Um, I think this is something, especially at the Emirates, they really need. Because if you all listen to one of my... Pre- I think it was the post-match Man United one. I was really sad about kind of like the, the lack of atmosphere. You know, again, thanks for sticking with me on that little rant for those of you did. But I think this is a really great step in the direction. And hopefully will be of interest to some of you. They've also said that if kind of anyone's going and you don't know anyone like you're going on your own, then you're welcome to join them in that regard as well. So that's really, really nice and friendly, which we love. And finally, I've seen a few reports about links with Arsenal women signing the Danish international player, Thigne Brun. Um, she has been on loan to Manchester United. She currently is signed for Lyon. I'm not sure how reliable they are, but it is interesting to see that the rumour mill kind of is starting to go for January. Obviously, it's very, very clear that Arsenal need to sign someone, whether that's for the long term in the wake of, like, Beth Mead's injury, and then, you know, there might be some competition, which I think would be good for squad rotation, or if it's just going to be, like, a stopgap, someone fills in Beth Mead comes back after injury when she's recovered in the following season should Brune come in for Arsenal she wouldn't be a direct replacement for Beth obviously they don't have the same type of play or the same positioning but it would be good for the rotation and I think that would help with the loss of Beth Mead but definitely something to watch out for we'll keep you updated of course So that all concludes this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. My next podcast will be a post-match chat on the Aston Villa game, which is on Sunday. And in the meantime, you can head to my website, thehybridhangout.com, where I will be posting a pre-match report for the Aston Villa WSL game probably in the next few days, obviously. But for any of those going, I will see you there. Bye, everyone.